0: Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company and I'm so thrilled today to be talking to some of the filmmakers from some of this year's Academy Award-nominated short films. In the Best Live Action section, we are joined by the filmmakers of Please Hold. Uh, we have Katie Davila, who's the director and co-writer of the film, and Levin Menexi, who is the co-writer and co-producer of the film. And from the Best Animated Short Film nominee, Bestia, we are joined by Hugo Rubius, who is the director of the film, along with Tevo Diaz, who is the producer of the movie. Um, So thrilled to have you all here and you know, with Please Hold. Um, Levin, I know that that this kind of partly came from a personal experience of issues that you'd run into because of a clerical issue with immigration when coming to the States and and that that spurred a lot of the narrative themes in the short, as well as for you, Katie, kind of wanting to tell a story which represented a lot of your experience of growing up in a Latino community, which experienced a lot of elements of over-policing. And so when you were first coming up with the idea for the film, how did so many of your personal experiences really bleed into the story that you wanted to tell and the way that you wanted to tell it?
1: yeah, I mean it, it came from a lot of different places as you as you kind of said mm-hmm. um, yeah Levin was you want to
2: say I had a bunch of stuff so you know first of all i'm I'm an immigrant from a Muslim country which in its rigamol, um that sort of we add our things, but also uh military service is mandatory in Turkey. Um, And I, when I came to college here at USC, um, I had postponed it, but due to a clerical error, um, for some reason, it didn't go. So my parents receive a letter in the mail saying that I'm a draft dodger, I will be in prison. And it's like, oh no, what's going on? I gotta go clear all of that up. Um, Not only that, like I had to get um, like heart surgery like two years ago, which is, I'm completely fine, Um, I'm good. But like dealing with the American um, health system, just, there's a lot of experiences with that that makes us feel really small in this sort of faceless bureaucracy that is trying to eat you. So I think all of that is reflected in the movie um, <laughs> as well. Yeah,
1: and and I, I tend to, uh, you know, hang out in the, the circles of, I don't know, the internet. I have a lot of friends who work in, um, like, social justice and, you know, civil rights law. And so I, I tend to read, just consume a lot of, stories about you know people who've been you know wrongfully arrested or uh you know and I I remember reading a story that was there was a, a Latino man who had been arrested by mistake he had the same name as the suspect he had a very common name and he was like it's like you have the wrong person and no one believed him even his public defender didn't believe that he was the wrong guy and it took he was in jail for weeks because he couldn't afford like he couldn't afford anything more than a public defender he couldn't afford bail so he just sat there in in jail until he got to trial and then the judge took one look at him and said this isn't the right guy and dismissed the case but by then he had already lost his job and lost his car and like the domino effect had started to like ripple throughout his entire life and that's that's the state of our justice system. So, you know, we wanted to like combine these two things, this experience of being up against that big faceless bureaucracy, which I think a lot of people, it's kind of the universal experience of living in the modern age, I think, with that story of, you know, people like people of color are, you know, over-policed and uh, facial recognition software, which is, has been getting, you know, implemented in a lot of different, uh, by a lot of different you know, uh, police organizations, uh, is extremely unreliable, especially when it comes to people of color, because it's trained on pale faces.
0: So, you know, it's,
1: it all kind of came into our short somehow. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it makes for a really compelling narrative story. And, and jumping over to your film with Bestia, Hugo and Tevo, um, you know, you're you're telling this story about a, a true woman, about older Rock and, and really kind of getting into the psyche of what it is that drives that space of darkness and it could compel someone to do so many of the actions that she did to people. Um, and I, I know that there was a book about her that was very central to kind of understanding it. And so how did you set about using the book as a research tool, but really making it very much about the psyche of a character as opposed to kind of a specific retelling of the details.
3: Yeah, um, as you say, um, during the research, the, the figure of Ingrid Olderock, the, the woman who inspires the story, uh, appeared several times in, in I, I don't know, maybe three or four books. Um, and one of those books was the The Woman of the Dogs by Nancy Guzman. And there's another uh, interviews uh, um, made by Claudia Donoso. um, And also uh, another interview, more shorter, uh, made by uh, Alejandra Matus. uh, The book by by Nancy Guzman is is very extensive and and they they have a lot of interviews um, to uh, uh, Ingrid Olderock. And in those interviews, uh, um, the, um, Ingrid Olderock left in evidence uh, many mental imbalance product of, of the system in, in which she was involved. A very totalitarian and also ultra-patriarchal system that end uh, up driving its officials like Alderock um, crazy by treating them as uh, if if were small pieces of a very big, machinery and monstrous machinery um, and this is how uh, so many layers of reading appeared so that, that layers help uh, to give the more power to to the story and the script and the aesthetic the general aesthetic of the of the film and i decided to make a uh, at, at that time uh, i decided to make a like uh, the, the movie like uh, appear like um, um a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, big, big questions Questions are appeared too. So will this evil end or not? Uh, we can be that bad that, as Ingrid Alderock if, if we d- receive the, the, their education because Ingrid Alderock was a woman who received an education, an ass education from her parents. Um, that were uh, German Nazi with, with Nazi um, ide- ideology, so I don't know. Uh, we decide to to uh, leave the name like bestia because in Spanish, uh, because w- we think the there is uh, understandable in, in in many language. So it's a it's a game of That's words yeah. between, between those beasts. Uh, the dog and the woman, because Ingrid olderog teaches women and dogs to to make uh, uh, tortures to other people. So um, it's a very hard um, issue. But uh, I think in the in the general aesthetics, we we work um, in 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 one way with different elements.
4: Yeah, I have to add, uh, Hugo. Um, the bestia the is a unique film because it's made on a stop motion animation yeah you know? all this content is very like rare to see all all those deep contents and political- co- um content in animation then uh yeah we is an animator and he did all that um deep content on animation
3: yeah yeah and, and we yeah. uh we approach to the history in a very philosophical way. Um, I, we think um, this comes from uh, the idea of, of working like uh, Hannah Arendt's Banality of Evil. Um, it's an, it's an also an exercise of memory, but uh, in a very reflecting way and, uh, and very philosophical and poetical way. Yeah.
0: I mean, and, and one of the things that's interesting when you look at both of your films side by side is they're both dealing with themes and topics that are, are fairly harrowing and fairly dark in, in subject matter. And yet there is kind of an undercurrent of comedy in different ways in both of your films. Um, and so for, for kind of both, of both of your teams, I was interested in how you also wanted to use comedy within storytelling and to really create such a, such a unique and interesting tone and voice to your films in that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, as Hugo was saying, uh, there's some, I mean, our films are kind of both about the banality of evil (laughs) and, you know, and, and for us, we thought, you know, there's something about the, the way that we're all so used to dealing with these automated systems that are, you know, they're so just, they're polite, they're programmed to just be like, we value your call it's like no you don't you know yeah. you know it's like the 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 idea of of the evils that we're up against are often this big machine that just they're i mean you know in in the case of bestia it's a little different cuz that one's a little bit more you know malicious mm. but in our case the system isn't necessarily malicious toward matteo it's that he like it just doesn't care it just doesn't see him as a person it it just sees him as like a number and he's fallen through a crack in the system and you know there's something there's something about like just there's something about the absurdity of a situation of your life depending on getting a hold of a human being while you're just being passed through this Endless loop of you know machines. We're also used to that, and it we've it's become so normal to us. And so you know the the having that we we talked about how like you know we wanted to have a movie that captures the feeling of being on the phone with like Spirit Airlines customer service, <laughs> your life is on the line. So you know I think that the comedy comes from that because. We've all been in that situation.
2: Yeah, and I and I remember when we first started um, looking into, like, private prisons, there's a place called um, Seal Beach Detention Center where you can actually upgrade upgrade your room. And it's like, you know, people are excited to go to jail. And our first reaction was, like, this is funny. Like, and, you know, we, we set out to make a movie where, you know, like, it's never funny to Mateo. It's never funny to the main character. It's just, like, worst day of his fucking life. But, um, you know the situation is so absurd that we can't help but laugh
4: yeah yeah well in in Bestia when it's difficult to see a, a comedy of course not mm-hmm. um then uh yeah but i think it's because you like something the 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 environment in chile as as you said in the other short film and levin said like we are like we are in this it's my feeling, you know, we are like in the, the same state, mind state as like 20, 30 years ago. Then no one's care about the, the each other, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I think it's, I mean, the difference is very little. Then um, that's why Bestia is very, right now, we, we, it's like, it's, a, it's in a good position because uh, it's very actual. You know, it's, it's, it's Bestia talk about the present. You know, like like building the past, but he's talking the present. I mean, the evilness is around us, you know, the same like um, laws, you know, and education is the same as 30 years ago in Chile. And I think it best is like a refresh of that.
3: Yeah, we, 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 were? we live in we live in a in, in a loop. Uh, it is. Yes. Like like, like the guy says so I, I, um we try to represent the that in, in the movie. Uh, I I will try to, to not make a, any spoiler, but um, when when the woman was, uh, on, on the woman on the plane uh, when, when when Ingrid Olderog uh, are traveling in, in, in the plane, we see the this image and at the beginning and uh, at the end, we 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 talk about the that that, that loop. Uh, the church starts with the, this image. Uh, and end with the, with the with the image that came from from the from the mind from the side of, of, of the head of the, of the of the character so ingrid in real life travel out the country escaping from being judged and persecuted and I think that scene is a repeat from the beginning it's a circular closure to to leaving her head through through that hole and during the film we know uh, what is it comes from so. At the end, um, also gives us a data, as a, like whatever or not, the evil were uh, been trying to chase us uh, is going to end is or, or or is a kind of open ending. Um, so because the woman uh, uh, smoke a cigarette. Uh, um, seeing all, 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 all those peoples uh, or remembering the the people that, that, that she tortured she all I, I don't know he she starts uh, to 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 smoke a cigarette, c- cigarette. so uh, it's a it's a very hard image but represent the this this kind of loop that we're living
0: absolutely um jumping back to to please hold you know it's a really incredible performance and character piece where we're really just seeing the character of Matteo on screen for the majority of the time and and going back to what you were saying about you know, the, the system just being ambivalent and not caring rather than malicious is the fact that he's not even having any human interactions or conversations (laughs) this whole time. Um, you know, what were the challenges that came with telling a story with a singular character on screen and particularly performance wise for him, not having, you know, someone to play off of for a lot of his performance, but also the way that that allowed for a much more intimate connection for the audience and much more intimate story.
1: Yeah. I mean, We made this on a very limited budget so you know we we were very we were very contained and constrained by that uh but i think that that can actually be really great uh i mean i like putting constraints on myself and what you know what you can do and you know so we knew that we were going to have a movie where it was one person um and you know the only interaction would be with this like the screen basically it's like his window into the outside world and Because I like, yes, actors are great and they're professionals and they can act with nothing to look at. uh, But I wanted to make sure that it felt like he did have a scene partner that was, you know, gave him kind of energy to throw back in his direction. So we actually shot and animated all of the things on the screen in advance. So he actually was like, those weren't screen replacements. There was one screen replacement that we did in the entire movie. Uh, that was like something that had to be replaced because of like a, a an issue but like everything else was was practical so you know the reason it, that looks nice is because it's it's really there <laughs> um, and, you know the light isn't like hitting his face and everything because it's really it's really there and he's really looking at it and i think that there's something about like being able to look uh we call him scaly but the automated public defender you know he's like the little like microsoft clippy like as as your public defender being able to look him in the eyes and know what's determining your life like the absurdity of this little character having such control over your life i don't know i think that i love the scenes where he's just looking at him and like like you know the frustration yeah. that's emanating out of him but i i we actually brought the um the voice actors who were voicing the prison and the one that was voicing the automated public defender to set so that they could kind of uh so he could bounce off because you know i think that you know having having like a crew member read the lines is is can be great but i think that having that energy is is so helpful um so yeah for us that was definitely a something that we thought of super early on in the process and because we were constrained by you know our budget being so low we i i wanted to make sure that we saw as much of the movie as we could on like in real life you know and so instead of just relying on visual effects and hoping like although we did rely heavily on visual effects obviously for you know for the mural at the beginning like that was superimposed and we had a really great muralist um ale puere she did that she's a real muralist who works in mexico and she um it's like a visual effect but um and like so we had we and the drones obviously are all uh, vfx as well but like you know with the screen it was like we we want to make sure we know what the movie
2: looks like. <laughs> yeah, so, our, yeah. Our uh, pre-production process was more production. It was um, it was like extinct. <laughs> um, yeah. If you look at the uh, the scene where Matteo talks with the lawyer, it's actually shot right, oh, here. Yeah, right um, here. So you know this is the bookcase. We are it a very was... scrappy production. Um also the lawyers are bad. That's my um idea. so you know, um, we we did a lot uh, to give that room some character because we, the entire movie set in there.
0: Yeah. I love that detailing it. And your dad did a great job in the film. Yeah, well. He's, he,
1: no, yeah.
2: he's actually a, a
3: lawyer.
1: He's actually a
3: lawyer. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's a perfect actor, yeah.
0: I mean, and speaking of some of the details in in Bestia, you know, you make us feel very everything that's very unsettled. You know, you create that discomfort that fits in line with what we're seeing with with the character of of Ingrid Ald- Alderock. Um, but what's really fun is, is I watched the film, both going in knowing nothing, and then came back to it knowing a little bit more. And when you go in knowing nothing at the beginning, you start off, you know, because it's stop animation and because it's a woman and her dog, the immediate assumption is like, what a lovely little story. And then it becomes very different very quickly. Um, but it's so great, the number of ways in which you do that. There's the music, there's the sound design, there's all of the detailing, even just having a prop where she's cutting up meat and it's, you know, you can see that it's like really glistening and it's real meat there's so many details and so how did you decide when you wanted to let the audience in on the fact that it's not what they think at the beginning and find all the details in how you wanted to just gradually make us feel that discomfort within the story because of what you're telling us about
3: yeah i think that that was one of our first ideas uh, to to make the this film like a Trojan horse, uh, where the spectators start watching the film without knowing anything. uh, um, So uh, when when they are inside the story, many things are revealed and it's difficult to get out. uh, It's it's a, a, I don't know, it's it's like a corridor uh, without uh, without exit. So um, the, the first image, to, uh, that came to my mind was the end Im- image, you know, but, um, but I think that was one, one, one of our first ideas when, when we uh, wrote the, the script with uh, Martin, the first, the, the first version. So uh, And then I add some uh, mental image to, to uh, give more, more power to the, to the history.
0: There's also a lot of different textures on screen, you know, her character has that really great ceramic face and, and a lot was said about her that she never really had that much expression on her face. And so it really lends itself to the medium. And then you've got the felting with the dog. So you really see the texture of of the hair, you know, and, and stop animation so intricate with everything that you're doing. Um, what was behind the choices of the different textures that you wanted to use for materials in terms of that, and how extensive was the process in terms of the number of frames that you even had to capture for the entire film?
3: Yeah, w- we decided to work with with these materials uh, to represent the 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 past of the of this woman in in the in, in the uh, first case and. Uh, because, uh, like I said previously, um, uh, this woman has have, have German Nazi roots, so uh, the representation of a German doll uh, have to uh, be, be with that. So, um, and another uh, another uh, layer of reading is that the, this woman uh, has not uh, expressions, like, like like you said. And also, is a very, very hard woman, like the material. And, and we want to, to represent also she's uh, uh, frag- fragility. Uh, and with, uh, with this material that is very hard and also is breakable. So uh, we want to represent this, this kind of things. For example, the crack we see in her head represent that fracture in, in, in her mind and an, and an entire country. Uh, because that that op- is an open one that, that that exists in our country, and embodied of the in this in this body of the most sinister woman in the history of Chile, uh, so it's a, it's a duality in the like like a duality in the concepts. Um, so the materiality uh, talks like 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 if we if we we, we see a, a another character. The material, uh, the materiality is another character. So in this case, every prop in the movie represents some, some a piece of history. So we, we, when we enter inside the mind of this woman, we we see all those uh, memories uh, fragmented. So in the history, we try to 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 understand those those pieces of history, and 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 try to I don't know. Uh, make make uh, one history so i think it uh, is all very symbolic the the radio represents something the um, the turntable uh, because this place uh, are called uh, uh, the, the this place have two 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 names um, the discotheque la discotheque and and la venta sexy it's like a in, in english the it's like a the
4: sexy the, blind the sexy blindfold
3: Blindfold, the I mean, but they put the
4: the discotheque because this this house was in a residential neighborhood in Chile. Right. And then they when they torture in the basement back in the days, they put music, you know, to to cover the all the suffering and the screaming of of the people. You know, then the the neighborhood uh, all day long they listen to music, you know, hey, the music is too loud, you know. because they, they they were torturing the people. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's called La Venda Sexy, the sexy blindfold, because they, when they bring the people over there, they brought the people over there, they, they put a blindfold to. I mean, they, they put they they leave the, the blindfold the, the entire time over there. And then some people tell us, I mean, some prisoners, they if you focus, focus in the in the in the pattern of the, of the fabric, you know, I mean, in the, in the cotton of the fabric, you can see through, you know, a little bit. There is one, one shot in Bestia, I remember, um, where we can see the point of view of, of, a, of a prisoner through this blindfold. Yeah, and uh, the last thing you said, how many pictures we took in Bestia, right? It, it's around, around uh, almost 11,000. Without the credit, it's almost 11,000 pictures.
3: Yeah, we're working 12 uh, frames per second. Yeah.
0: It's incredibly impressive. And, for, you know, both of these films had very extensive journeys in terms of film festivals. And, and I wanted to talk for a minute about film festivals and how you approach them, kind of how you figured out your strategy of where you were applying. Okay. Now we're into this festival. Where are we applying to next? The fact that it's not just applying to one festival, you're going out to multiple places, you're trying to connect with programmers, you know, because it's such an important part of a journey for a short film oh, in terms of, you know, building relationships for this project and your next projects. And also in terms of the, of the Academy Awards as well, it's such a crucial part, um, you know, in terms of playing those Oscar qualifying festivals as well. So I was interested for, for both of you in terms of just hearing a little bit about how you approached your festival strategy with your films and, and how you navigated it, especially because film festivals have been a little bit different recently. Oh
4: yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, you know our festival strategy i think
1: was applied to a bunch of them <laughs> i guess yeah. you know we we applied to a lot of festivals and we we particularly applied to genre festivals just because i think on some level we we knew that our movie was you know it's a sci-fi movie and it's it's like a dark comedy and the uh, sci-fi movies tend to not be in most festivals, like I've, you know, I, I went on the festival circuit with my previous, uh, the thing I wrote, emergency, um, and I really didn't see any any sci-fi movies whenever we were going to festivals with that, and so I think that part of part of me and uh, we were kind of a little bit uh, skeptical that we would quali- that we would be considered really for a lot of non-genre festivals, so we we focused primarily on genre festivals. And we ended up the, the one Oscar qualifying festival that we that we um, like won at was Florida Film Festival, and I guess thank goodness because like we wouldn't have been shortlisted if they hadn't awarded us. And um, you know, we we every single step of the way, we were very skeptical that we would make it to the next stage because we were like, we're yeah. a sci fi movie, like nobody. Ever. Yeah, if you
2: see our reaction uh on i think some on twitter, twitter or whatever, yeah uh, or being <laughs> actually learning that we are nominated uh, it's quite like we quite freak out because i think because we, we
1: were like oh we like were genuinely, I,
2: yeah. uh, not expecting not it. expecting um, it at all so, you know, we are humbled and grateful obviously. yeah um, so
1: and i yeah i mean like i'm glad to to be like it's great to see genre like a, a genre movie because May, I love I love sci-fi movies and I I'm glad to to be repping repping genre films in the <laughs> in the live-action category because we were, I feel like it, it's often it's often I think considered a uh not like not a
0: prestige genre and mm. so we're we're trying yeah but it absolutely is and and how about for Bestia
4: yes like um our yeah. A strategy was made for a different company when when we i mean we in the first film festival that we apply because you know the all the film strategy is part of a is a different part of the brain you know what i mean it's a very specific you know chess then uh, it's very like um, difficult i mean i mean the and this company is called miyu we met them in, in an film festival in Ansi film festival we apply bestia Remember,
3: we like we, we were yeah, in it, 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 it was the the first decision with a, that we made, and in, in yeah. w- when we finished the film, uh, I made I make a an offline with 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 the puppet supports and some chroma keys. Um,
4: the sound of, w- w- of without the heat, without yeah.
3: pro- post production in. Yeah. in with uh, we, we uh, music reference, music uh, I don't know. It, it, it was it was a very very the first offline I don't know, and uh, we decide to apply to ANSI, uh, The it's a very important uh, animation festival. It, I think it's the most important in the world. So we decide to apply in the, in this festival and um, Miyu, the the company that they says, uh, contact us. Um, uh, I don't know in yeah, Facebook but between Facebook. Us, yeah, but contact yeah. us before the the world premiere. Bef- before the premiere, so yes. uh, Ansi uh, chose uh, all short films to to all community of uh, uh, of producers, distributors, and uh, me just um, saw the, the movie and and liked uh, like Bestia very very much and contact us uh, for uh, for Facebook. You <laughs> know oh. in and. Um, they say to me uh, that uh, they want to uh, represent the movie and, and distribute the movie. We, um, so uh, we, I think that that was a very good decision to apply the, to this festival because we 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 have the possibility to to know uh, Miyu. Yeah, and
4: after that, Miyu distributed the the film in almost in the entire world. Like, uh, they have a strategy for over uh, 350 film festivals over the world. And, uh, yeah, we start, like... It's a French company. It's a French company, yeah. But they they are very specifically for... They work specifically in animation. And then we start winning festivals as crazy, like (laughs) one festival, two festival, three. Right now, Hugo, we are, like, 28 festivals, 28. 28
3: festivals and 35 awards. Awards, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, 35 the, awards thing. or 36. I don't know. But, but um, uh, the thing is, is uh, we, we we made a, a, the, the strategy based on uh, um, at the first time in, in uh, animation uh, festivals. Yes. Yeah. It's in
4: like in the yeah and, that's, and that's that we won like a, a Chilean film festival. It's called Chile Monos. And that festival qualified us to apply for to the Oscar. And at that moment, just in that moment, the the Oscar words, you know, start appearing in our no. mind. Yeah.
2: You won thirty five awards. We won right. maybe like four. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> great job. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah. yes I mean, yes, thirty four at least.
4: I mean, tw- we won twenty eight festivals and we got more than yeah. thirty something
3: awards. Because me, me, you yeah applied to festivals with with all uh, with, with all uh, their uh, catalog of 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 short films so yes. they applied no I, I don't know uh, maybe eight or ten short films to all this those festivals yeah. and bestia was one of them and i i think uh, I, th- I think bestia um it's it's a it's a very it's a it's a unique piece so uh, maybe uh, we we noticed that in 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 that route yes
4: actually in three in two more today's the 10 right today's mm-hmm. nine today's a nine in three, yeah in three more days sorry i still with jet lag <laughs> but in three in three more three more days uh, is gonna be the annie awards we are
3: annie yeah
4: yes we are nominating annie awards too and i'm crossing
3: our
2: fingers
3: it's hard. Any awards is, is, is hard. There are so many good short films.
4: Yeah, but we are on the yeah. on the list of the nominee of five.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. How many of them won thirty-five festivals? Yeah. You, you uh, guys got it. Yeah. yeah. I believe in you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> hey, you. <what> it- good. <laughs>
0: One of the things I love about you know, the festival circuit and the fact that you've gotten to go through this award season is kind of that sense of community that you get to build with each other as well. And both of these short films are so fantastic and, and so unique and distinctive and, and really fantastically told in terms of the stories that you're you're both approaching with, within your medium. So thank you so much for sharing these films with us and thank you for sharing all of the details in, in making them. Really appreciate it. And we'll be crossing our fingers for you all on Oscar thank night you. as well as the Annie Awards in a few days. <laughs> Thank you. we are friends. Thank you so much.